this episode, we are joined by Dan Segal, one of the founders of the Bustan community, a joint Arab-Jewish community in Nazareth Elite. Hi, Dan. Thanks for joining me. We're in Nazareth Elite. Firstly, tell us a little bit about this place. Where is it? When was it founded? The demographics? So we just get a bit of a taste of, of where we are and what we're talking about. Right. So Nazareth Elite is situated in the lower Galilee, towering over Nazareth, old Nazareth, which I assume everybody knows. There are some 50,000 inhabitants in Nazareth Elite. By the way, the translation of Nazareth Elite is Upper Nazareth. So it received its name from Old Nazareth, but the two separate municipalities. Okay, so Nazareth Elite was established in 1956 as a Jewish, I can say, outpost to keep the Arab city of Nazareth in check or at bay. Ironically, we'll speak about it later, but ironically, Arabs come here for the last few decades to seek housing. So you can see the... Uh, the irony of history here. The city of Nazareth Elite is in crisis, like the entire periphery of Israel, like the backwaters of, of the country. In the early uh, 1990s, the city double, doubled its uh, population as it received many immigrants from the former uh, USSR. After many of the elites The, the established elite of Nazareth elite chose to leave the city for uh, new settlements as well as the center of, uh, of Israel. New oh. cities, new towns. Yeah. New, like... Use the, term, use the term settlements. It's got a, a yeah, different yeah, connotation I, I in know, English. I know, I know. It's, it's small towns or villages. In the surrounding area. Yeah, yeah. Now, I said earlier that Nazareth elite was established as a Jewish city. And it turned to a, a mixed city. And when I say mixed city, official statistics speak about 25% or more of uh, Arab inhabitants in uh, Nazareth elite. And I guess the real figure is even higher than that. In the last decade or so, several religious Jewish communities moved to the city. So it's changing its nature in other ways. Now, to conclude this part, it is important for me to say that while the city is in fact mixed, it is still considered a Jewish city by its leaders, as well as most of its uh, Jewish inhabitants and, of course, the government. Because there's a specific status given to mixed cities by the government, which no. means what? The thing is... There is no legal or statutory uh, definition for what makes a city Jewish or Arab or mixed. Okay. I thought there were obligations on the municipality if the city is designated mixed to provide more services for all of the population. Is that not true? No, not, not as far as I know. There is no legal definition of what, what makes a city mixed and what is the obligation by the municipality when a city is mixed. So I, I think that's a, that's a very important thing to know when we differentiate between a Jewish city and a mixed city, because people here are under the impression, the right impression, because the leaders claim that Nazareth elite is a Jewish city, but in fact, the city's population is mixed. So I think that's the, uh, the crux of the, the matter. Okay, thank you for that background. 
So let's talk specifically about the project that you've been part of establishing, the Bustan community. I wanted to add another thing for the background. I wanted to speak about the area because we think about the city which is separate from other cities. But in fact, the area here is really mixed. Uh, Nazareth Elite is situated on a low mountain range in which uh, there are two Jewish cities, theoretically Jewish cities, and Nazareth City, the old Nazareth, as well as several Arab villages. So in total, there are about quarter of a million people living on this low mountain range. So while the Arabs are a minority in this city, in Nazareth Elite, they are the big majority in the immediate area. It's kind of a microcosm of the relation between the Palestinian minority in Israel versus Israel's, Israel's place in the Mideast. So when we speak about the mixed city, we should view the, the, the entire, yeah, the context is the, the entire area, which is, which is mostly Arab. Okay. Okay. It's a very important point to make to, to keep in mind. Uh, okay. We're going to move on to talk about specifically uh, the Bustan community, which you uh, helped to establish. Tell us about it. Why? So I'll, I'll t- tell you about the, about the early days. We, as we said, we, we are uh, neighbors. We live uh, in the same kibbutz community in Nazareth Elite. In kibbutz Mishol, uh, we moved here some eight years ago. Uh, we started asking ourselves some questions regarding the place we live in. And um, we wanted to uh, find out things about our uh, role in the mixed city. So one of the things we did two years ago was to uh, establish a learning group to ask ourselves questions about our role in the mixed city. And in parallel to try and come up with projects regarding this issue of Jewish-Arab relations in the mixed city. So we invited some Arab inhabitants of uh, Nazareth Elite to ask them questions about their uh, experience as Arab inhabitants or as minority in the Jewish city and the theoretically Jewish city. And we heard them and some of them said they were feeling like visitors in the city, not as masters. They, they, we, we heard uh, their uh, estrangement from, uh, from the city. During the year, two years ago, we considered all sorts of projects which were directed mainly at uh, tracing possible partners in Nazareth Elite, both Jewish and Arab. And we decided eventually on meeting partners through creating a community with them. We strongly believe that there are not enough opportunities for encounter between Jews and Arabs in Nazareth Elite and that these opportunities should be created intentionally. And we intend to create those occasions. And we believe that such encounter and cooperation could benefit the city. So that's the, the idea behind going for uh, the establishment of a, a community. I think many people are afraid from differences, from living next door to people who are not like them. And difference is usually described as a liability rather than something you can benefit from. 
So we believe differently. Okay. In the terminology that you use, the community is called a shared community. Uh, and you use that rather than a mixed community. The term coexistence, you don't use at all. Can you talk a little bit about the thinking behind the terminology that you use and why it's important? Yeah, sure. Um, I differentiate between calling things as they currently are and drawing goals and visions. So the city is mixed, in fact, although... As I said, it is not acknowledged and there is coexistence, okay? So I can use those terms. People, in fact, live or exist side by side. But I want something else. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to say that the city's inhabitants are equal as citizens and have infrastructure to cooperate. So the shared community uh, we are in the early days of uh, forming is the first, first step in our vision of a shared city where the municipality creates occasions and uh, arenas for encounter and cooperation in such way that the city can take advantage from diversity rather than deny it or see it as a liability, as I said. Mm-hmm. Well, so- I'm just thinking what's important there is also the activities and the practicalities of what that looks like, but also in terms of changing a consciousness, uh, of looking at things different and conceptualizing the city in a different way. And that's that's also part of the process. Exactly. We're not content with saying we coexist. We just live side by side. We want to cooperate. We want to share mm-hmm. things. Okay, great. Uh, thanks for that. Let's talk more specifically about the the community. Who are they? Who are the members of the community? Uh, and what does the organizational structure look like? So theoretically, every inhabitant of Nazareth Elite can be a member of the community. We invite everyone. Uh, currently, there are members who are more active. Uh, we have a leadership group I'll probably uh, speak about later. So these members are very active but you can also take part as a regular member just come to events we uh, invite uh, to and uh, there there are other people who choose to take part in specific activities Uh, so we can meet as a management team of three as a leadership group of 20 and you can come uh, listen to a lecture uh, tomorrow (laughs) And uh, all participate in an outdoor event of uh, 150 people. So the community is out there in all sorts of shapes and forms. Okay. So there are different circles. That's right. There's the the steering committee, the coordinators, the three coordinators, you said. That's right. And then there's the the community, the leadership community, the leadership circle, which is about 20. Yeah. And, and it just keeps going out and growing and growing in terms of the amount of energy and effort and commitment and, and what? Yeah, you described it correctly. We want to be able to come up with multiple occasions for encounter. So if we will be able to organize ongoing courses or meetings and events, this will give people more place to meet. So then you'll have more substance to the uh, community. And tell me, to, to what extent are all of those circles, uh, I don't know, numbers-wise, Jewish, non-Jewish, Jewish, Arab, like how, what's the makeup of those 
of those different circles? Yeah, I'll be specific. We have in the um, management group or steering committee, we have three, uh, one Arab, two Jewish. Those two Jewish people happen to be members of uh, Michol, Kibbutz Michol. In the leadership group, we have about half and half. We have 20 people uh, leadership group about half and half and then you have the other activities we don't count uh, heads exactly but we, you can see it's about half and half to be honest those jewish half is made of mainly of members of uh, kibbutz michol which is one of our challenges say more about that what does that mean that, that one of your challenges what, what are you finding i find that it is difficult for uh, jewish inhabitants of nazareth elite to uh, come to terms with what i call the mixed city uh, as as i said earlier they are under the impression justifiably so that this is a jewish city no one has ever told them differently so it is difficult for them to acknowledge we're doing something else to be specific it is difficult for uh, jewish people uh, who are not from kibbutz michol to act in cooperation with arab inhabitants in order to intentionally do something to change the nature of the city and i sympathize with that it is difficult and uh, it is one of our main challenges okay you say would you say that was your main challenge or what, i mean what, what what are your other challenges no i uh, i'd say the main challenge was to um, get adults out of their home you know after uh, 8 p.m this is our main challenge just in terms of simply in terms of work and family and yeah, kids yeah, and yeah 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 this, this would be the challenge uh, had we done this uh, in another city as well i guess so this is our main challenge so that's not necessary that's not necessarily like like it, it would be the same if it was getting people out of their houses to talk about something that was even that was less controversial or yeah, is it specifically getting people out of their houses to talk about this is that like a double whammy it is difficult to get people out of their houses when the context is not work or fun or shopping to do something with other people in order to uh, change your uh, your life or improve your life is something difficult and this is our main challenge regardless of the ethnic or cultural conflict the thing is getting people out of their houses in order to change their lives and other challenges other challenges that you're you, that you're facing um thinking about the municipality i'm thinking about maybe conflict within the within the bustan community yeah so the other thing would would be what i talked about earlier the issue with the mixed city in denial it is difficult to get jewish inhabitants to be active in such groups yeah regarding the the municipality well, we are moving slowly and gradually in order to have the city leaders acknowledge the value of our activity it is a challenge because of of the problem i described when we started they have a mission from israeli governments to judaize the galilee okay this is their uh, you can say their uh, manifest destiny okay and you cannot tell them uh, all of a sudden that this mission has changed so this takes time the challenge is to turn the municipality to a partner 
but do it gradually. So it's also working on that political level from the top down, but it's also working with the residents of the city to make that change from that place. That's right. Another challenge would be, of course, funding. There's a lot of money out there to raise in this Arab Jewish scene. But what I can see from the last year or so is that foundations find it difficult to understand or rather give money <laughs> to this type of activity, to the um, to community activities or the establishment of a shared community like we are trying to do. What, what, why? And what other things that they do I, like more? Is it not sexy enough? Maybe. I think they find it more comfortable to go to education and sports and maybe these are the traditional aspects of a, a Jewish Arab encounter in, in Israel and they find it more comfortable to go there. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe we skipped a step in terms of describing the activities and the things that the community actually does. What are the events? What are the encounters? How did they go? What's planned? Talk a little bit about the, the, what it looks like in practice. So I'll tell you a little bit about what we've done since uh, last November. That's November 2018. So to begin with, we established the joint leadership as we talked about it uh, earlier. We have a joint managing team which meets weekly and we have a joint leadership group which uh, meets every three weeks. We are trying to operate through four main courses of action. One is to set up joint leadership. In this course of action, we already established a joint uh, managing team and the joint leadership group. And this is all already happening. The second course of action is uh, come up with uh, multiple platforms for encounter. So we plan to have uh, long-lasting frameworks for uh, for encounters such as courses this one is not is not uh, shared but we, we want to have arabic course mainly for uh, jewish people who do not uh, speak arabic other courses uh, which will be uh, interesting for both arab and uh, jewish inhabitants we want to establish like a nature trip family forum to have trips all year round. Other courses, including professional training, community theater, this kind of thing. The third course of action would be countering racism. So we are already active in cooperation with the Tagmeir Coalition, uh, which is a coalition of organizations in Israel in order to... Uh, be solidarity with show solidarity yeah, with after attacks graffiti violence that's right against specifically the Arab population but not only yeah we want to react to racist phenomena in the public sphere and to do that we collaborate with the countrywide anti-racist coalition tagmail okay and we not only want to do this we want to also spread the message of action against racism and violence. That means uh, being active. Public awareness to show solidarity so that there are people that care and that are doing something about it. We, we are going to be there in order to show solidarity for those hurt by attacks, by racial uh, driven violence, 
by racism in general. We're going to be there to show solidarity and also active in, in social media and this kind of thing. The, the fourth course of action is to develop a joint culture. We have already been active in, in organizing activities around the various religious and cultural festivals. For example, we had the Hanukkah ceremony here in Kibbutz Mishol, joint ceremony. Uh, we had Christmas event and we are going to have a Ramadan event for the community. We organize films and theater and also uh, activities in nature. Uh, in nature and the event tomorrow, the lecture tomorrow? Yeah, this time of the year. This is sensitive time of the year. You have the various national days, Palestinian and Jewish Israeli. You have the several memorial days. And we decided to address this period of the year differently. We are going to have lecture and discussion about the Yazidi genocide. So we are going to speak about genocide in general, not talking about the Holocaust, not talking about the Nakba, but we are going to approach subjects which are not happy and easy for everyone to take part in. Can I ask you, like, how do you prepare for that conversation? Because there is a chance, like, do you think a lot beforehand about the tiniest of details to tr make sure that, I don't know, like there's a chance that someone will take something the wrong way and then all the hard work, like do you feel in that place that you need to sometimes tread on eggshells so that this thing can can keep going and keep growing and progressing and that's a good question the metaphor of eggshells is perfect because uh, this is what we are doing look we we are trying at the moment to be very specific about who we invite to each and every event i can say at the outset that everyone is invited but i'm not hanging uh posters around the city okay I'm, I'm working through whatsapp groups in order to pinpoint my invitation in order to prevent heated discussions so i know personally most of the people who will participate in the lecture and discussion this doesn't mean that it won't be difficult but at least i know who i invite isn't an element of that of of preaching to the converted like the people that are there are no. already the people that not, see things not very at similarly all. not at all i think one of the most important things in what we're trying to develop is going for the common good and look we, we don't have to agree about everything okay and i didn't check it with the each and every member of uh, the uh, leadership group or, or the, the larger community. But I guess we don't see eye to eye about everything, about the solution for the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, etc. We don't have to agree about everything. And I, I guess the discussion will not be easy. 
but we still want to have it. Okay, moving on. What have you learned since you started this whole project? Well, several things. I can say I, I've met many people who are eager to be active and make a change and uh, make a difference in the city and their communities, and uh, as well as people who don't care at all. I think what I, I the main thing I, I've learned is that there is no relevant body of knowledge, at least not access, accessible at the moment, regarding this specific issue. In general, mixed cities in Israel and specifically Nazareth Elite as a mixed city. So another way of saying you're making it up as you go along. To begin with, this this is uncharted waters for all of us. So we must go most of the way alone and learn as we yeah, as we develop. In other words, we don't have many people to learn from. It doesn't say that we know what we're doing exactly, mm -hmm. but the, the, there's no like a, a department in the university or a professor that can tell us, look, uh, we did this and that in the other mixed city and uh, this was a success. Why don't you do the same? We, we learned that each and every mixed city in Israel is a... a totally different case and we we have to learn and deal with our own case yeah that's what you found you've looked in different places to try and find inspiration whether in israel whether elsewhere or have you understood just from being here that there's nowhere like nazareth elite look i'm i'm no expert about mixed cities and i'm still not an expert about nazareth elite and i'm not saying that i cannot get help i can say that there are cases of success in other places in the world in other places in israel but there is no similar place to nazareth elite there are comparatively newer mixed cities in Israel, such as Carmiel. Maybe we can look there in order to see similarities, but you, you cannot look at the general topic mixed cities in Israel and say, oh, I understand. Just look at, at Haifa or Akko or Yafo Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. These are all different cases. And the thing is, I think it is extremely important for Israel because this phenomenon of mixed city is the future of most cities in Israel. You cannot stop uh, demography. Our learning from our specific case is very important in order to be able to engage with this uh, comparatively new phenomenon mm -hmm. of a mixed city, of a, of a new mixed city. So on the one hand, you're saying that it's one big learning process for you. And on the other hand, you're also saying that in terms of the learning that you're doing, the experience and the knowledge that you are gaining, that it can be potentially applied in the future elsewhere. You're building a model and not just a one-off even though Nazareth is different from other places, there are things that maybe that you could do here that you could learn from to implement elsewhere. Yes, certainly. I, I hope to be able to take things which I hope will be successful here in Nazareth Elite and integrate them in other places as well or learn from hopefully successes. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm thinking about this in the context of the country as a whole and the political forces and the specifically right-wing political forces that part of what you're doing is trying to change the dynamic, trying to bring a different voice, change the direction. Are there some things that you'll never be able to overcome in the framework of this community? Aren't there things that exist on a national level which set Jews and Arabs apart? These are two separate questions. To your first question, I'll say definitely. We're not aiming to deal with uh, socioeconomic issues. And of course, this is always relevant. We're not dealing with that. If we're not dealing with that, we're not going to be able to uh, overcome the issue of uh, gaps, social economic gaps in Israel. And hold on, you're giving that as an example because you think that also plays a part in the reality of Jews and Arabs living in the same city and, yeah, in terms of resources. This is, this is central to every city, every human society in general. We're not dealing with that. I can go on and on about differences like the social and economic differences within the various groups which at the moment take part in our community. This will always bring people apart. And so this is always going to be central and we're not dealing with this so the implication is that you're dealing with the symptoms of that as, a, as opposed to trying to change that from its root. We are looking at one aspect, one central aspect of society in Nazareth Elite, which is the um, cultural or national gap within the city. So we, we're trying to bridge that. We're not trying to bridge other social social and economic gaps, not because we don't think it's not important, but we cannot deal with everything in the same framework, we believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the second question in terms of things that exist on the national level, which set Jews and Arabs apart? Naturally, we're not going to make peace in the Middle East. So this will always be setting Jews and Arabs in Israel apart until, you know, the greater conflict is uh, sorted. We're not dealing with that. So as opposed to these grandiose plans and, and statements, it's about community, it's about the local community, it's about the city, it's about the neighborhoods, uh, and it's about bringing people together through culture and not sort of saying we have this big manifesto now to... As I said earlier, I, I believe that my Arab partners here in Nazareth Elite have other thoughts about the conflict as a whole. But if we sit together and try to to solve the Arab-Israeli conflict, we're not going to be able to change our lives here in Nazareth Elite. And we believe that although the bigger matzah ball, we believe that our course of action is vital if there's going to be any reconciliation in this patch of land. Thank you. I'm, we've got to our last question and I want to ask you about the future. I want to ask you about your dream for this community, where you see it, let's say, 10 years down the line. 
What's your vision? 10 years down the line, I hope to remember the days when we pointed out two fields in which Nazareth Elite could make a break. That's being a green or sustainable or an eco city. And second, utilizing its cultural diversity. So I want to be able to remember that we talked about these aspects and remember that we pointed out correctly. Plenty of work <laughs> for us to do to get there. But I really appreciate the work that you're doing and for coming to speak to me about it. Dan, thank you. Thank you, Anton. Cool.